Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer, and I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. I am trying something new today. I wanted to dedicate episode 71 to Psalm 71, so I'm just going to read to you from the message version because I like it. I run for dear life to God. I'll never live to regret it. Do what you do so well. Get me out of this mess and up on my feet. Put your ear to the ground and listen. Give me space for salvation. Be a guest room where I can retreat. You said your door was always open. You are my salvation, my vast, granite fortress, my God. Free me from the grip of wicked, from the clutch of bad and bully. You keep me going when times are tough, my bedrock, God, since my childhood. I've hung on to you from the day of my birth, the day you took me from the cradle. I'll never run out of praise. Many gasp in alarm when they see me, but you take me in stride. Just as each day brims with your beauty, my mouth brims with praise. But don't turn me out to pasture when I'm old, or put me on the shelf when I can't pull my weight. My enemies are talking behind my back, watching for their chance to knife me. The gossip is, God has abandoned him, pounce on him now. No one will help him. God, don't just watch from the sidelines. Come on, run to my side. My accusers make them lose face. Those out to get me make them look like idiots while I stretch out, reaching for you, and daily add praise to praise. I'll write the book on your righteousness. Talk up your salvation the live long day. Never run out of good things to write or say. I come in the power of the Lord, God. I post signs marking his right of way. You got me when I was unformed youth. God taught me everything I know. Now I'm telling the world your wonders. I'll keep at it until I'm old and gray. God, don't walk off and leave me until I get out the news of your strong right arm to this world, news of your power to the world yet to come, your famous and righteous ways of God. God, you've done it all. Who is quite like you? You who made me stare trouble in the face. Turn me around. Now let me look life in the face. I've been to the bottom. Bring me up, streaming with honors. Turn to me, be tender to me, and I'll take up the lute and thank you. To the tune of your faithfulness, faithfulness, God, 
I'll make music for you on a harp. Holy One of Israel, when I open up in song to you, I let out lungs full of praise. My rescued life a song. All day long I'm chanting about you and your righteous ways. While those who tried to do me slink off looking ashamed. And I dedicate this to you and to David and to the five years of um, still here and moving forward. It's been a while since I've posted anything and you know, I, I've given myself permission that that's okay. Um, I know that I'm still growing and learning. I took time to reflect and took time to pause and took time to just focus on my family and me and rest and all those things. But it has been five years since the accident, and I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about what I've learned so far and how I've grown and hopefully help somebody else who is walking this road, grieving a loved one. Um, maybe you're on day one or day five or year one or year two, and maybe this will help you. So um, I hope that it does and it blesses you. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me know what might have been helpful. Um, I think the most important thing is I learned that God is still good. And if you are not a believer and that sounds ridiculous, I admit, um, I have a belief in a greater power and that greater power um, was still good and loving. And I call him God. And when the accident first happened, I did not believe that. I could not imagine a God who would allow such painful thing to happen. Allow hurt, allow innocent lives to be gone. And I think that's normal. You know, we, we like to think that that maybe if there is a God, then he is just this person orchestrating all these painful events that we just have to deal with. And that's not true. God was still good. He allowed something very painful and tragic to happen to a lot of people, not just me. But he was still good. And he could make good out of that tragedy. But when you're in it and you're first seeing it, there's no way to understand that. There's no way to believe that. So it feels like a real lie. <laughs> but I was still seeing time go forward, life go forward. I saw prayers answered and miracles still happen. And even on my worst day, there were other people around me that were having their best day. Just like when I was having my best day, there were people around me that were possibly having their worst day. And so that means that God is good. He is. He's good. And, and, um, One of the ways he showed me that was 
I met the um, my neighbor. His name was Johnny. The day we were moving from Waco, I found out that he was a caddy, and caddy means causing accidental death or injury. And I was just in awe of this man who was so vulnerable, who you know barely knew me, and shared his story and how he was still living and breathing and loving, and that life had moved forward. You know, things had happened in his life, but God was still available to give him a new new love and fresh perspective and a way to pay it forward. And I was so grateful for his honesty. He told me that the first year would be the hardest, and he was right, because you're full of unknowns, and you're still deciding if if you want to do the work, because healing takes work. But he was a miracle to me. He was an answer to prayer for me. And God would provide other things like moving to a new town. And my new landlord was named David, which was the same name as the man in my accident. And this home that God provided was nothing short of a miracle. Every single fear and doubt and um, concern was alleviated by coming here and taking that leap of faith that this was the right decision. And I chose to share my story, which was really hard. Another thing that I learned is that things are going to happen. Bad things are going to continue to happen. And you'll survive them. I remember thinking, there is no way I could survive anything else. No more trauma, no more hardships, that we just needed a break from everything. But that's not real life, right? (laughs) That's not real life. And things happened. Crazy things happened. Um, The week we moved to Waco, we were so excited. We knew that God had brought this this town to us, this new job, this new home, and answered so many prayers. But the week we moved here, both of our dogs got out of the fence and were struck and killed by a car around the corner. And that was traumatic. That was very traumatic for everyone, for the children, for myself. I had a hard time understanding how to be angry, um, I didn't know how to grieve because I've experienced, you know, I've caused this for another family, So how? and these are just pets, but they're very much loved ones to our family. So I had to deal with a new layer of trauma and understanding. And But you know what? We did heal from that. And other things would happen to our family, like my son was attacked by a dog. My daughter had a life-threatening freak accident at school. Um, My son was sick for a year and hospitalized. And you know what? God still carried us through, and God was still good. And the pain and um, the... Um, just the the layers of things that we learned through the accident helped us in overcoming that next thing 
and it wasn't a curse, and it wasn't just bad luck. It was life and, and a little bit of spiritual warfare. But God carried us through, and we stayed close as a family. And we, we could have chosen other things. We could have chosen to become bitter, but we didn't. We decided to dig deeper, lean in, love harder, and hope for more healing. Look for the way that we can use this as a part of our testimony. And I think that comes from, you know, just choice, which I'm grateful for that the Lord gives us a choice, but also just wisdom that gains from from these different things that happen. But it's also normal to feel like it's punishment. So I want you to know if you've ever felt like, oh man, these bad things have happened and it's punishment. I want you to know it's normal to feel that way. I think Job felt that way in the Bible. Um, It doesn't make it true just because we feel it. Remember, you have um, the voice of God through scripture and prayer and meditation And you also have the voice of the tempter and the enemy that tries to get in your ear and steal your joy and and steal your peace and give you lies. So if it's accusing or, you know, um, it disrupts your peace or it's confusing, that might not be the voice of God that you're listening to, but the voice of the tempter, the enemy, trying to get in your ear. So just know that it's normal to feel like you're being punished for something, but that's not how God works. He allows things to happen in our life, and we choose what we're going to do with it. I wanted to tell you it's it's okay to heal. It's okay to heal. Um, There was a time when I wasn't sure if that was normal or okay. I was hoping that someone could give me permission to heal, It felt very wrong. I would practice things like, okay, people are going to ask me, how are you doing? And if I said, I'm doing good, then I'd think, I better not, I better tone that down. Um, We're doing okay. We're doing better. Um, It's hard. I would just practice responses because I didn't know what to say. And people were going to ask. And some of it was going to be genuine, and some of it wasn't. And and um, I learned to say when I was having a really bad day that, yeah, today sucks. It's really hard. I've cried three times. Just trying to be honest. And I had to learn <laughs> social cues. I had to learn how much to say, um, what not to say, how, you know, what's offensive, what is shocking. What will suck the life out of the room? I had to relearn some of those social cues. I had to learn who I could share my heart with and who I can't. Um, As you can see, I pretty much share it with everyone. Um, But I do keep some things private. I learned that even when um, my heart was in the right intention, I could still hurt people. Even when I had the best intentions of what I was saying, it could still be hurtful. And if that's you, I'm sorry. 
um, my heart to share is never to feel like it's overpowering your story or my problems are bigger than yours or um, to disregard somebody else's feelings. It's just me sharing, but my intent is never to harm anyone. And I know I've said this before, it's like I have met my quota of hurting people, but I'm still going to hurt people because I'm human. Um, and I hope that you can find forgiveness for me, but I try really hard to accept others, be less judgmental, see people how God sees them, and not devote too much energy to hate or um, a grudge, you know, those kinds of things just, it's not worth our energy and it causes me way more anxiety than it's worth. So it's better just to forgive and accept people for who they are, difficult or not, and love them how God would love them and hope for the same for myself, knowing that that's really hard and, you know, certainly not a typical response to things. Um, yeah, so it's okay to heal. And that's really scary. But now I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I still have anxiety. I still struggle with anxiety. I may always, but the Lord will give me the strength, the strength to endure that. And I believe he'll do the same for you. And what that means is I I wake up every day and try to um, clear my conscience, talk to the Lord about my day, give him the day, knowing that he is the master of my life. And I just, um, it's okay to be honest if I'm having a good day. It's okay to say that. And if I'm having a bad day, it's okay to say that too. If I lose my temper, I need to, you know, apologize for that. If I've done something wrong, I need to be responsible for that. Um, but it's okay to say I'm better now than I was five years ago. And that's normal. And I hope that it gives you hope if you're listening. Recently, I saw this um, Instagram reel, and it's like a person talking to their younger self, and they're explaining, hey, that thing, whatever it is that you thought you would never get over, I want you to know it's going to be okay. Even if the outcome is not what you desired, it's going to be okay. And I think that is a universal lesson that we can all learn and appreciate. So if you're in it right now, and you're not able to see, your future self will tell you right now that it's going to be okay, whatever that thing is. Mine just happened to be an accident. And the last lesson I would say is learn to um, use your voice. This is mine. Learn to um, pay it forward. If you've experienced healing, if you have experienced um, a restoration, I pray and I hope that you 
find some passion in some way, big or small. Like not everybody has to start a podcast and a blog, you know, or a vlog or a foundation. But whatever it is, I pray that you would find the strength to pay it forward, to give someone hope in some small way. And I'm really grateful that I did that. But it could be through journaling. It could be through volunteer work. It could be through um, just that one person that you reach out and hug and tell them, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're not alone, and I'm here. So on the five-year anniversary or honoring, remembrance, whatever you want to say, I woke up that morning, and I was, I was a little busy. It was a busy day. I planned to cook for my children's school. I decided not to take off of work. And I did something that I thought I couldn't do. I climbed, I think it's like seven flights of stairs. It's something crazy like that. I climbed this thing called Jacob's Ladder here in Waco, and it is beautiful. It is um a walkway built into this fairly big hill like I said it's like seven stories and it takes you from an old country club down to the river and it's like stone and it has just this uh, very humble wood railing and I climbed up that and it's very steep I'd always wanted to do it I'd heard about it since we moved to Waco, and I never did it. Because when I moved to Waco, I really thought, I didn't know if I'd really be here. You know, in my day-to-day life, right after the accident, my heart ached um, to a pretty unhealthy level. Like, I probably should have been more honest with my doctor. It hurt. Breathing hurt. It just ached with pain. And I thought... With all the adrenaline I've had, with all the um, cortisol I've had, with all the just different um, hormones and <laughs> chemicals in my body, I just didn't know if if I would be um, if I would still be here five years later. To be honest with you, um, I just felt like it was a miracle in some ways. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but that's what I felt, you know. It felt like my heart would give out. I cried every day for so long. And it was hard to, I was faking so many things because I didn't know how to behave. Didn't know how to react. Didn't know how to enjoy. Or even if I enjoyed for a moment, it was being robbed of that joy internally, you know. And so I walked up this Jacob's Ladder, and I had to go really slow. Let me just be honest with you. Um, And I reached the top. I am 40 pounds heavier than I was when I had my accident. And I looked around, and it was just so beautiful. You could see the river through the trees, and it was the most perfect day. Um, It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. There was a breeze. You could see the fall. You know, the trees were changing colors. And it was just beautiful. 
It really was. And I walked around the top, let my heart beat, returned to normal, and prayed and talked to the Lord and asked for a sign. And I got it. And I was really grateful. And and that's not something that I'm just special. I mean, I know the Lord wants that for you. You just have to trust him with it. And um, it was a really beautiful day. And I decided that I want to continue to challenge myself to try and be a better version of myself, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, more present as a wife and mom and and um, it was really good. It was a good day. And I don't know how other people had that day or spent that day, especially David's family. But I pray that they have made it to a place where they're healing and growing as a person too. That's the thing with this. We're always connected. And so because I don't know how they are, it feels guilty that I am not moving on please never believe that we never move on we move forward and we grow as a person and that is something that I'm really proud of and I want that for each one of us I want that no matter what trauma you had in life whether it was an accident or other I want you to know that whatever that is that you can grow from that and that you can experience your own healing and you can have a relationship with the Lord that you know that you know that you know that he is good and you will know his voice and he will give you the strength and the courage to overcome the next trial or obstacle, whatever it is. And you will be able to pay it forward that when you are ready, The Lord will put someone in your life that needs your story, that needs your hope, borrowed hope, until they have their own. Borrowed joy, borrowed peace, and a good friend until they can feel their own healing, until they can experience their own healing. I am so very grateful for the community that I have the people and the stories that have been shared with me, they're sacred. They, they are. And I would never trade that for the world. Even though I had to go through all of this terrible things, I'd, it's not for me to decide that I could just wish it away. Because in some ways I've learned to surrender that I, have, I don't have that much power, you know. And what happened in life happened. And now it's like, what do you do from there? And so that's what I'm doing. I'm walking into this next, you know, half of the decade or, you know, just this next year, taking it day by day, protecting my energy and trying to be a good version of myself. And when I fall short, because I will, to own that and be responsible for that, to be um, repentive of that. But God is good, and he is faithful, 
and you are not alone. And thank you so much for my community who um, continue to bless me. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye. Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com.